New Year, New Things. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Michaela. We are in 2020. Can you guys believe it? I feel like 2019 just flew by. And of course, the holiday season came and went. I took a few days off and now I'm back and refreshed for the new year, bringing you greatness in the new year. I hope you guys started off the new year with a bang as well. And if you did not, you still have the whole month of January to get a renew. You know what I mean? So um, I really hope you guys did have a, a great holiday and a great start to the new year. We are back with some greatness, but I kind of didn't get to do a recap of 2019. I did do a post on the website and it has a few albums and mixtapes that in case you missed it for 2019, you can go ahead and listen to. So make sure you guys check that out on styleandvibes.com. We're going to continue with this podcast and more greatness on the website. So make sure you guys either sign up for our newsletter and just keep it locked to the Style and Vibes website and this podcast for more. So I kind of wanted to do a reflection and look back on some of the trends of 2019 from a culture perspective, fashion, music, all those good things, and do a prediction of what I think is going to happen in 2020. So that is what this episode is about. We are going to get into it, but first we got to start with what I am styling on and vibe into. So this week, I'm actually styling on uh, one of my favorite designers, Sammy B, uh, a.k.a. Samantha Black. Um, she is a Jamaican girl from Brooklyn, um, or she lives in Brooklyn, and she has amazing designs. And I recently purchased a first av, it's, it's called her first av off the shoulder top. And I actually, I wore it um, for Christmas dinner. So I host Christmas dinner at my house and have the family them come over. Um, so it was the perfect top. Um, it's like an off the shoulder top. So it has, you know, I have a tattoo on my right shoulder. So it kind of shows it off a little bit, but it's like a long sleeve plaid situation. So it's really cute. It does have a skirt that matches with it, but I just got the top um, and I bought it a few months ago and I really, really love it. It's really soft. It fits very well. I got a lot of compliments on it. So big up yourself, Samantha. I really like that top and can't wait to get more from your website. She has really great design so make sure you guys check that out that'll definitely be in the show notes so that is what i'm styling on vibes 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 you know i'm all about it so what i'm vibing to this week is skip marley and hers slow down and the song actually um was released in 2019 but they just released a video um earlier this year i believe like january 3rd or 4th i'm not sure of the exact date but the video is so cute it actually has both of them and they're kind of like spending the day in harlem at different like locations it just feels like a young love bubbly storyline um so the the song is wicked it just has a really nice feel-good love vibe um that i think you guys would enjoy so i'll leave Leave the link to that in the show notes as well. So make sure you guys check that out. Skip Marley and her slow down. 
So 2019, I think, was a really good year for Caribbean culture. I think um, there was a lot happening, and I think it was uh, so, so great to see, like, all the different things happening. And and really, from a regional perspective, every island was really representing and really getting more engrossed in their own culture. So I really did enjoy that. I think... The biggest thing was probably, you know, the abundance of festivals and shows that are happening and a lot of artists are putting on their own festivals. Um, You had the Red Bull Sound Clash coming to Jamaica. Jamaica was just on fire this year when it came to festivals between Sun... um, Reggae Sum Fest, um, the return of Buju, the, um, you know, Popcorn's Unruly Fest got really b- much bigger. And, you know, everyone is really kind of focused on Jamaica's culture. Um, and it's nice to see that the island is really kind of rallying behind the culture and kind of just monetizing around that. So I think that was probably a great step in the right direction. I know there's a lot of talk about culture and how it is permeated through, um, you know, in, in, into the mainstream culture. So I love that, you know, Jamaica is really taking an interest in, in the culture itself and really kind of just investing in it. So that was, I think, was pretty exciting. Also, the female domination in music. I feel like the women, it's almost like the pregame to 2020 because I feel like that will continue to rise in 2020 from a a women in music perspective. I think there were just so many great artists. Nadia Batson, Nessa Preppy, Shansia, Coffee, Leela I.K., Naomi Cohen. Like, there was just a plethora. Patrice Roberts, like... There was just a plethora of women really focused on their music, getting the music to the masses, and just really, really dominating. And I think it kind of goes to show like all the hard work. I I, I remember seeing the launch of um, Best of the Best for um, 2020, and they it was their initial announcement, and they an- announced an all-female lineup initially. So, of course, they're going to add other acts, but I thought that that was a real great strategic move to kind of just put it out there, like the women are really doing their thing. And I think it's kind of just the, the tip of the iceberg for in 2020, and we'll continue to really see women dominate in the music space um because they are not that i'ma put them foot pot everybody neck and i'm not let them just a press gas press gas press gas <laughs> we also saw a lot of albums and projects and i think you know the music really has been a singles driven market and it's just the nature of how we consume music right so i think putting the effort to create projects. I mean, if you look at Rihanna, Rihanna has taken years to put together this reggae album and it still has not been finalized, no date yet. People are really speculating that she's actually working on it now and it might come out in 2020. But I think there's a lot of thought going into putting in holistic projects and mixtapes and really presenting it in a well-packaged presentation. And there are so many artists who have really been working on doing that. And I think it's almost like they use the singles to kind of drive, 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 and then drop something that's really, um, 
a holistic package. So I think we're definitely, there's a lot that had been dropped and that's kind of why I put together the list for 2019. And I think people kind of talk about how, you know, music isn't the same and people aren't doing um, certain types of music. But I, I think that the music is really out there. It's just much harder to find through all the noise. So there's a lot of good music, a lot of great music, um, but you're not necessarily going to turn on your radio and hear it. And I think playlists and um, just mixtapes and being able to listen, you know, on your device is going to become even more and more important. I don't think radio is going away, it, but I, I don't know if the model is changing anytime soon. So at least from a, our perspective here in the U.S., you know, you have 20 to 30 songs that are in constant rotation, and that kind of has been the radio um, format for years. Um, and it's just been embedded into the radio space. So you might see that change. And then what happens is, you know, they have DJs come in and spin, um, usually around late nights. And that's when you'll hear the bulk of the music. But I think that people aren't necessarily listening to radio to find new music and find new artists, especially with the internet. You can have access to all of your favorite um, artists and the discovery piece is really pretty easy because, you know, you can, if someone sends you um, a video link or, you know, you can add it to your playlist immediately. So that's how a lot of discovery is really happening now. So I think it'll be an interesting shift in years to come to see how that plays out from a radio perspective. But, um, but we're focused on 2019 to 2020. So let's get back to this list. I know I went off on a tangent, but that's okay. So we did um, the stage show, Jamaica festivals, female domination, albums and projects, the gimmicks marketing. Oh my God, it was at an all-time high in 2019 and I think fans are actually recognizing it. So you had a lot of people, you know, putting stuff out there to kind of tease as like the gimmicks, it's just, it was a lot of like sus, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people, sus is like gossip. Um, and it's almost like trickling, um, you know, personal information. And we kind of discussed this on, on a earlier podcast this year with Sean of Reggae Talk um, podcast, as well as um, Carrie, our producer, uh, the idea of, you know, using your personal life um, as part of your marketing ploy. And, you know, people do want to see your personal lives, but they also don't want to be, you know, um, put out there. You don't necessarily have to put it out there as, as part of your gimmick or, or you have to have a gimmick in order to kind of like pop. So I think we saw a lot of that in 2019 and I think the fans kind of saw it. So now that, you know, they've kind of opened that box, I don't know if necessarily we're going to see more of it or if we'll see less of it in 2020. So my last, my last thought on, on 2019 was really the fusion of Caribbean and African music. Even on Style and Vibes, I have naturally grown to add a lot of the Afrobeats, a lot of the sounds um, coming out of Afrobeats. And Africa has a lot of other musical genres, but in particular Afrobeats. Um, it really grew out of diaspora children, very similar to its popularity, the popularity of soca and dancehall and reggae here in the States. You know, that that 
the music becomes trendy because kids of the diaspora, children of the diaspora really um, enjoy the culture and the music and it kind of really just starts trending within that space and then it bubbles over into mainstream. So we saw a lot of Afrobeats kind of bubbling over in 2019 and I think that that is going to really continue because I mean the numbers of diaspora children of African descent I mean Nigeria and Ghana alone there are just so many you know people from a volume perspective that you're going to see that but I also think that you know Caribbean people are enjoying uh, holistically enjoying all of the music and we see a lot of fusion especially in parties you know traditionally you know a few years ago you would go to a soca party and you only heard soca you go to a dancehall party you only hear dancehall you go to Afrobeats party and you now all of that is being mixed blend and sprinkled with a little trap so I think that that definitely is going to continue and it's going to be even more fused because I think the artists themselves just have a certain level of camaraderie with one another. You see Popcorn um, collaborating with DeVito. You see Stoneboy kind of being, um, he had a song on um, A Bang, which is Walshy Fire's album. Um, oh, the girl's name is skipping me, but um, I think she's um, a soca artist. So, and that cross collaboration kind of continues to happen. You have, and I think it's just a natural progression. And I see a lot of the purists who are kind of like reggae should stay reggae and everything should kind of stay in its lane. But I really think that the people are the ones who are choosing and they're really choosing to want to have access to both, listen to both, listen to all of it really and truly. And if you think about the way that people connect, especially from the Caribbean and from Africa, it kind of like, it it just feels like family. So it's like a natural progression that's going to continue to happen. So I don't think it's necessarily taking away from one particular genre or the other. It's just that these, this is what the people kind of enjoy just because, you know, they're, their social circle is made up of multiple kinds of cultures. So you're going to continue to see that. And I think that that's going to evolve. And I think all the purists then will just have to get on board. And for the most part, I think it's why it's much more accepted. But I think there's a fear of losing culture and identity when it comes to a particular genre. And rather than embrace the newness that is happening, um, people kind of want to kind of stick it into a box and kind of, you know, just have this there and have that there and rather than having them build on each other. But I think that there's strength in numbers and you're going to see more fusion, plain and simple. So my predictions for 2020, I think they're going to be even more festivals. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of those. And I think, you know, each island is really going to start deepening their impact on on local music through festivals. I kind of feel like that is already our thing, but it hasn't been like part of, I I don't know. I just feel like it hasn't been a a focus, but I think, you know, now I think it's going to be even, even, even bigger than it is. uh, It was in 2020. I think the idea of 
having local experiences that are outside of the party scene from a travel perspective are going to be really big. Like people want to do more outside of what is given to them in a travel package or you know, what is presented right in front of them. And so I think people are going to go off the cuff a little bit when it comes to travel. So from a travel perspective, I think there was a lot of travel happening, especially um, with the year of return. I felt like I was watching videos of everybody that was going to Ghana for um, the Christmas holiday season. Um, It's big over in Ghana. So they did this huge year of return. And I think it's going to continue. They've already, Nigeria has already announced something similar. And um, Ghana is actually doing another program that they're promoting. So I think um, the travel boards for, you know, countries in Africa are, are really looking for the diaspora to return. And by a diaspora, I mean all black people, um, you know, to kind of just come home in a sense and, and kind of see what that experience is like. And just really... For a long time, I think, you know, Africa was seen as this place of, you know, you can't go or, you know, there's been a lot of misconceptions about the countries and and being able to get around. And I think some of that still exists. And, you know, the language barriers are always going to be there. And but I think because so many travel agents and their the accessibility to getting information from people who have traveled there are different travel groups i actually went to south africa with a travel group um that was a few years ago so i think the access it 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 shows and it gives us access to be able to explore um even more than you know just in our heads and it does, you know, take some, you know, funds and, you know, definitely some time. You definitely want to be able to go for at least 10 days or so. So Christmas was definitely a good time because a lot of people have that time off. You know, there was a lot of activities. So you had like Afrochella, um, Mr. Easy had Dutty, um, which is like, a, these are like stage shows or festivals that they have. Um, so you have a lot going on and people really of the countries. And I think the travel boards really want people to come um, and just enjoy themselves. And it, it really hopefully impacts positively the economy, especially like for the local hotels and artisans and markets. And I really encourage, you know, trying to do something local and just really getting to explore. There seemed to be a lot of that happening. And I think it's really exciting. Ghana's at the top of my list to travel to. So hopefully I'll definitely get there soon. I'm not making any promises, but I I think there's going to be even more travel to Africa, especially with the success of the year of return. It also probably prompted a lot of the other African countries and their tourist board to do something very similar. And especially with people really trying to figure out their ancestry through like DNA um, testing kits. Um, I think that that's going to happen even more because a lot of people, when they discover, you know, different sections of where they come from, they want to travel there to kind of feel a little bit more connected. So I think that that will continue in 2020 as well. So from a music perspective, I think that there is going to be less emphasis on trying to cross over. And I think for Caribbean artists that 
kind of has been the staple and the goal, at least crossing over into the American market and being very successful here. Um, but the, the music and the culture has become so regionalized that, you know, you have artists like Conscience who do, who they do like a soca song, they do like a reggaeton essence song I want to say a, a quite reggaeton song but something that would pop over there they'll do something you know for Jamaica they'll do something and, and then they'll kind of push specific songs within markets and you know see how it naturally pops so I, I think that yes the success of crossing over is still appealing but I think that there are levels to growth as an artist and I think a lot of the artists are really realizing that and you don't have to there's no one one path to mass appeal crossover appeal um especially you know coffee really um crossed over in a sense but I mean it's her songs aren't playing on pop radio here yet so you know she's crossed over into the urban what they would call the urban market here um, but she hasn't crossed over to, and, and even with the Ed Sheeran remix, um, Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber um, remix with her and Chronics, that version doesn't play. Um, it plays in, you know, parties and it plays on, you know, in, in mixes that DJs have, um, but it hasn't crossed over necessarily. So I, I think the success level and, and being able to work the different markets is going to be more important than just trying to cross over into the American mass market appeal. I think that'll still be a thing, but I think that's going to be like the outlier of, of, of success. Um, everybody wants to be Shaggy and Sean Paul and, you know, have much, I think Michelle Montano kind of has that appeal. Um, so, you know, but that, that isn't the only goal. And I think artists are really realizing that. And I think we'll see a lot more regional success. I mean, I think it's even happening in other genres as well. There are a lot of artists that kind of feel like they come out of nowhere, but they've been kind of bubbling for years. Take Lizzo or even her, Summer Walker, you know, those are R&B pop artists who kind of feel like they came out of nowhere, but they've been doing music for years and their regional fans know who they are. So I think that is going to kind of translate very well into the Caribbean market just because by nature it's regional and then it kind of grows out of the region or vice versa. Another music prediction that I think we'll see in 2020 is the return of more veteran artists. I know what you're thinking, but let me hear me out. Let me let me explain. So it's not that a lot of artists don't have the talent, but I think that a lot of people either just want to take a break or they want to do some of what the the younger artists that might do. And, you know, I think there's still this void, especially with people who really enjoy the nostalgia of the 90s dancehall era. <laughs> so I think that, especially with, you know, Buju coming back and doing Trust and releasing that song, and it had such a huge impact. You also saw Buccaneer at um, 
the Red Bull Sound Clash on Team Do It For The Culture with um, Salam Remy. So I think those are like interesting cultural moments where, you know, veteran artists release music or come back and perform. And it feels so good to people that you kind of feel like you're missing that sound. So I really think, especially with the younger artists kind of taking on a new role in dance hall and kind of evolving the sound itself, there's still a huge void for people who like that era. I mean, if you think about like people in Europe who really love dubstep and that more dub sound, like that's kind of like a older sound that's more traditional, but it has its own um, genre essentially in Europe. And I think for a lot of people, you know, especially if you grew up listening to that 90s sound, you're really missing it. And every time you get a blip of it, you kind of get really excited. So I, I think it's definitely an opportunity for a lot of artists. And, and you don't have to be a veteran artist to kind of have that resurgence of the sound. But I think, you know, getting Dave Kelly back in the studio to like wit Buju and that essence, it just felt so good. And I think a lot of people are going to want to see and hear more of it. So I think that we'll hear more of it, especially from artists. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting some names out there. Maybe Mr. Vegas, Bone Tequila, Beanie Man. And all of these people have, have done songs, but I feel like they have done songs that really, um, incorporate what is happening in the moment what is trendy and that sort of thing and they still have like lyrical flows that were really prominent in in 90s dancehall that I think still kind of has its own lane so I would be excited to see that you can hear the excitement in my voice but I think that that's something the fans would really love and enjoy as well so from a fashion perspective, I really think that this will finally be the year of e-commerce really popping. I think the challenge for a lot of um, regional designers is being able to ship internationally to take advantage of um, the dollars. And I'm seeing that more. I, d I have seen more of it, but it hasn't been the mass um conversation of just like a boutique that sells you know all Caribbean designers I think that's also a goal for you know the industry itself but you haven't really seen that you've seen sustainable it, it, it's hard to sustain an online shop um from the region and vice versa just because of logistics um so i think that we'll see definitely more e-commerce as it evolves and there's a lot more access to a lot of the tools that we have here in the states and i don't necessarily think that it has to be um two-day shipping like you know an Amazon it, it's just more about being having that similar level of customer service being a having a full return policy um, making sure that there are kind of things in place to create a, an online experience um, and there's going to be less focus on you know brick and mortar um, which is like having a shop a physical shop um, there are definitely going to be a lot more pop-up shops. I feel like that's a great opportunity for multiple designers to kind of get together and rally around a particular time frame of the year and sell their product. So I think 
hopefully, I, I really do think that e-commerce is going to play a big role for designers being able to leverage the international access. You see a lot of African designers are doing that. So I think that Caribbean designers have a great blueprint and can take advantage of all the information that is already currently available and just make sure that everything is in line. The idea of selling through social is also a huge deal and not just DM me for prices kind of situation, but you can actually set up shops with particular apps to to shop through Instagram or shop through Facebook. So I think that is really going to be a bigger play, especially as people continue to want to support artists and designers in the region um, because it's important for us to be able to have that same level of access. So that is it for my predictions of 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you guys check out styleandvibes.com and just keep it locked for more and more style and vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps.